So as we have been, we are in First Peter. We are starting there. We are also going to be hitting up the Psalms tonight. Well, just one in particular. Um, but we are looking at tonight, knowledge. Add to your faith goodness and to your goodness, knowledge. So in a very general sense, what is knowledge? Knowing the things. You just used the word. Not knowing things. No, I didn't use the actual word. I used the root. The root of the actual word. Which is not allowed. (laughs) I spelled him immediately. (laughs) Sorry, Micah, you're excommunicated. Being being super smart. Being super smart. That is knowledge. Anyone else? KD? Understanding of the truth. Understanding of the truth. I like that. Well? I believe more specifically, more, uh, more knowledge of the Bible. You can't use the word in the definition. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 you're excommunicated. Micah, you're back in. Being weaker, being weaker. No, no, go, go, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Will. This is just, this is not in a biblical sense yet. Oh, no, never mind. So hold, never hold, mind on, hold on to that. I was just going to say info, like information. Just knowing just like information. Very, very Would you like a dictionary definition? No, we don't want to. Depends on what dictionary it is. Can we trust Oxford? That, that one's a bit. All right, let's hear it. We'll, we'll decide if we can trust it after we hear it. All right, I think I think we can. Did you get all that, Emma? Did you write all that down? (laughs) (laughs) So, in a okay, so that's can you sorry? Can you read that again? You had sorry? Did you just close it? Read it one 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 more time. Okay. All right. So that is knowledge in a general sense. We are talking about knowledge in the sense of we are to add it to our faith. Now, I I realize that the verse says, add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge. Okay. I I just want to recognize that. But I'm more than likely going to say, as I just did, that we are, and this kind of just is because this is our theme, we're adding knowledge to our because it says, add to your faith all of these things. So I think we can take them together and say we're adding knowledge to our goodness, and then, of course, the goodness is attached to faith. I also think we can take them individually where we're adding all these things to our faith. Yes, Katie? I hit more definitions. Oh! oh. Got, this, got this one, which is related to, it says philosophy, mm-hmm. but true, justified belief, certain understanding as opposed to opinion. Ah! So knowledge is not opinion. I'm very happy they made that distinction. 
Because a lot of people would say, I feel this way, or I, you know, they would base their knowledge on something off of their own opinion, which is ridiculous. So, what does, in an add-to-your-faith sense, what is knowledge? Now, Will, we're taking it in a, from a biblical point of view. What is knowledge? Um, the information you have learned from the Bible. The information you have learned from the Bible. Okay. That is a very good answer. I like that. So did not use no. <laughs> <or> knowledge. <laughs> Other thoughts? What is Paul, or excuse me, Peter talking about here when he says, he uses the word knowledge to add to our faith knowledge? Don't make it super complicated. Make it really simple. Yeah? To keep a faith, I think, strong, you need knowledge to keep it strong. You need the facts. You need whatever synonyms go with facts. Um, Opinions? Like, no. Um, I, good, on, good on you, mate. <laughs> you're intelligent, whatever. But it, it's the, it keeps it stronger because you have more facts to prove it. You have more of these things to say, hey, I, this is my faith, and it makes it more meaningful, I guess. Okay, all right. I have chosen to believe in this, or I believe in this, as we, said, as we said last week, God has given me this gift of faith. He has called me to this faith. I believe this. Now I am learning things to back that up. That's very, that's very good. I like that. Micah, what do you think? Back yourself up with evidence and facts and reason from the Bible. <coughs> Because believe it or not, our faith, I think a lot of the world thinks this, that we, that, that what we believe about Jesus is just fairy tales or mythology. But when you actually dig into knowledge, everything on this planet backs up the idea or backs up what the scriptures talk about, backs up uh, what our faith believes, that God is real, that Jesus is his son, like they have yet, they might think they have, but they, they being people who would try and disprove God, they have yet to come up with something that truly and definitively disproves the existence of God or the existence of Jesus. I mean, they really can't disprove the existence of Jesus because he's in the record books, the history, you know, when you go through the history of the world. A.W. Tozer, who is an an excellent author, very, very brilliant. So, I mean, if you're going to read one of his books, you got to like, I always like read a chapter and then it takes me a week to like chew on it. And then I go and read another chapter and then I have to take a week off. He said, and this, uh, I am loosely quoting him here, but he says in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, what we think about God literally defines who we are. What we think about God defines who we are. In other words, everything about you as a person 
comes from or starts at the point of what you think about God. It's interesting that Peter, in verse 3, is it verse 3 or verse, verse 3 or 4? No, excuse me, it's verse 3. He says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge. Now, that's the English word. Is it the same word as then in verse 5, make, for this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge? Believe it or not, they are two different Greek words that the English writers, for whatever reason, decided to use both or the, the word knowledge for both of these. So in verse 3, our word knowledge is actually the word epignosis. Epignosis. It's spelled e pig gnosis, but it's pronounced I P I G. Epignosis. And that means a discernment, an acknowledgement, or a recognition. So his divine power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our recognition, through our acknowledgement that Jesus is Lord. That's what that one means. But then in verse 5, for this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to your goodness, the word that's used there is gnosis. It's where we get the word Gnostic from, if anyone knows the Gnostic or, or the, the Gnostics. There was a group that called themselves the Gnostics and they believed that there was this secret hidden knowledge that they tried to attain. There's that, actually, if you dig into a lot of uh, new agey or spiritual things today, there's a lot of Gnosticism in it, kind of this secret knowledge that they're trying to go after. But verse five, the word for knowledge is, uh, is uh, uh, gnosis. And that is the act of knowing. Now, we don't get the word science from here, but it is, but the scientific method uh, is very similar to this, the, the definition of this word. It is discovery. It is learning from observation. Um, the definition that Katie gave there, uh, it said acquiring, I was surprised it said acquiring skills. Acquiring skills and knowledge from facts. That's this word. Not, uh, sorry, the G really, it's G-N-O-S-I-S, and it really messes me up. Gnosis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and also, like with Greek, because it, other places the word is Gnostic, it's just like messing me up. Gnosis, so that kind of knowledge, the act of gaining knowledge, the act of discovering that's what Peter's talking about here. So we have acknowledged that Jesus is Lord. And now that we ha have that faith in him, we are to add to our faith goodness and add to that knowledge. We are to gain knowledge about him. Everyone turn with me to Psalm 34, 8. I'm sure you have heard this before. It is an excellent, excellent verse in the Psalms. Psalm 34, 8. I'll wait for everyone to get there. What psalm again? Psalm 34, verse 8. 
All right, I will read it. Psalm 34, 8. <clears throat> Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Now, here's an interesting question. Why is it not see and taste that the Lord is good? Jack, why didn't they write it? Why didn't, well, who's this, David? Yeah, why didn't David write it that way? See and taste that the Lord is good. No, it, it seems like, I would, I would say see and taste, and taste and see are the exact same thing. You think so? In my head. Okay. Let me ask you this. What, what is your absolute, okay, this is, a, <laughs> this is an odd question for you. What is your absolute most favorite food in the whole world? Eggs. Eggs. I love you love eggs. That's good. Eggs are very good for you. Let's say... Who 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 makes who makes the best eggs? My mom. Okay, of course, of course, of course. So, let's say your mom makes you a big plate of eggs and puts it in front of you, and all you do is sit there and look at it. You can see how good it is, but are you experiencing how good it is? I mean, sometimes you can get the, like, the savory. <laughs> <laughs> but is it the same thing as tasting no. it? No. My favorite, all-time, absolute favorite food is Outback Steakhouse used to have the prime minister prime rib. And I, when I would go, I would make sure I had enough money in my bank account because <laughs> I would get the biggest friggin' one I could. And we're talking, this thing would be huge. It's like that thick. I cannot even imagine if they put that thing in front of me and all I could do was look at it. And drool, yeah. <laughs> that, see, I think the reason, apart from the, the obvious prompting of the Holy Spirit, and of course God does everything, everything in his word is there for a reason in the order and, and everything, okay? Apart from that, I think the reason it says taste and see, not see and taste, is because the tasting, as I said, is the experience. So what David is saying here is experience that the Lord is good. Then do the analysis. Because when you're looking at the steak or the eggs, ooh, if you put it together, mm. oh, man. No, okay. I prefer a steak. I've got to stop talking about it. Okay. Well, I can tell you my favorite meal of all time. It's eggs with mac and cheese and a steak. Okay. That, that this is sounding really good, yeah, actually. Like <laughs> the, the keto diet? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, mac and cheese. Ah. Uh, I totally, now you totally derailed what I was going to say. I, I can't, I'm thinking about food. My mind is all over the place. I can do it. I believe Everyone get in the van. We're going to Outback. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, the tasting is the experience part. David is saying experience that the Lord is good. And I, I think this is where a lot of people get this backwards. Because they want to investigate God first. They want to know everything about God before they experience him. Now, I'm not saying, 
I'm not saying that people can't come to faith that way. I, I, the Lord can do anything. But the scripture says to experience first. Taste and then see that the Lord is good. Yes, Jack. So it's like saying you have to take the leap of faith first before you can get anywhere. Yeah. If you don't take a leap of faith, then you're just studying. Like, it's just going to make you more stressed, and you're just going to... Do you want to know something amazing I have discovered? In my... In studying scripture and study, and I read a lot of commentaries, right? There are commentaries written by people. Like, th- these are commentaries that have, have, like, accolades. People say these are some of the best commentaries in, like, the, studying the grammar of Greek and all this stuff. And the author is an atheist. Absolutely does not believe in God, but will read the Bible and analyze it and does a fantastic, fabulous job learning the Greek, analyzing the Greek, doing all that stuff. But he doesn't believe in God. That is amazing to me. But I think it's because of Psalm 34, 8. Because they are seeing without tasting. If you were super hungry and your mom put that plate of eggs or the steak or whatever it is in front of you, and you just looked at it and thought and was like, ah, oh, the steam's coming off even. That means they're all cooked even. The color is perfect. I see the salt and the pepper is even. Like you can come up with all kinds of facts about it. But it's not going to do you any good until you put it in your mouth and swallow it. There needs to be more pepper than salt. <laughs> That's true. I think, I think personally, I think it's hard. I'm not saying it's impossible. But I think it's hard to gain faith through knowledge because it's supposed to be something that you add afterwards. God says through his word, taste, experience that the Lord is good and then do the analysis and the learning and gaining knowledge. The word that we use for this is the word theology which simply means the study of God. I think that all Christians, you included, should consider yourselves theologians. You don't have to have a great beard like mine or KD's or Greg when winter comes. You don't have to have a great beard. You don't have to, infancy. Yeah, right. You don't have to wear a funny hat. You don't have to wear the long black robes to be a theologian. You simply have to be a follower of Jesus to be a theologian. Because the scripture says we are to taste and see that the Lord is good. We are to learn and know the truths and traditions of our faith so that we think rightly, we think correctly about God, about ourselves, and about the world so that we're not deceived, so we know God's thoughts and opinions on every uh, Every subject. And here's the cool thing, guys and girls. There is not anything that you will experience in this world that God's word does not talk about. I think we we tried to look into that a little bit last week, digging into the Old Testament laws. You can't experience anything on this planet where God has not spoken something about it. Colossians 2.8 says that we need to know so that no one deceives you. 
First Timothy 3 and 4, Paul tells Timothy to not let some people teach because they're starting to teach meaningless things, such as genealogies and myths. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, Paul is yelling at the Galatians, asking them how they so easily believed in a false gospel when he taught them and they knew the right gospel. Let me, let me throw some phrases out at you. All religions are the same. Do we know that to be true? Nope. Love is love. <laughs> so, you're using the word of the definition. Eh, excommunicated. <laughs> How about this one? Follow your heart. What? Californians. Follow your heart. Don't follow your heart. Your heart's full of sin. As much as I, as much as I personally really like, well, I like the Disney parks. I don't, I don't really want to claim I like the movies or anything else. But I think that is the, that is the ultimate. That's the Disney gospel right there. Follow your heart. Yeah, follow your heart. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I forget where it is, says that your heart is wicked. It is an in, in, incurable wicked. Don't follow it. Uh, how about this one? God never gives you more than you can handle. I think that's the point. God gives you more than you can handle so that you'll stop relying on yourself and turn to him and be like, yo, man, I need some help. How about this? I don't need to go to church to be a believer. I there there's a version that I actually I, I do I do agree with it, but I disagree with it a little bit more. The thing that the thing that really like gets me with this one is that okay, let's say that's true. Why is most of the New Testament written to churches. Or if it's written to a person, it's usually a person running a church. I think a lot of times, well, if you're writing to a person who's running a church, your church could be yourself at the point. And <laughs> it, it, I, so I, then you're just accountable to yourself. Yeah. Well, I literally was going to say, church means accountability. Mm. If I'm accountable to me, then I can get away with whatever I want. Essentially. Well, you're also, if you're accountable, but I'm not also saying, I think the version of church that I'm thinking of is like an organized, like a building. Right. Like, if you have, like, other people who are Christians, like, that could be your church, I guess. It, that, I, think, I think sometimes if you, some organized churches can... Step away from Christ and oh, yeah. mess up oh, yeah. what somebody's doing. So oh, yeah. I, I disagree with this statement more than I agree with it, but I also I can see why somebody would make a point about it. We're talking about true church in the context of a community yeah. that follows Christ. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. We need to make the effort to add knowledge 
to our faith. We need to make the effort and make sure that we are learning the things that God wants us to know in, from his word, from each other, from going to church, worshiping together, listening to the word being taught. It is vitally important because if you are not adding knowledge to your faith, you can be tricked and deceived by anything. So before we get into small groups, let, me, let us pray together. Lord, uh, we just thank you so much that you instruct us to taste and see, that you instruct us to add knowledge to our faith, and you don't just leave us uh, hanging high and dry. Lord, you have given us your word. You've given us each other. You've given us the Holy Spirit to teach us um, the things that you want us and, and need us to know to be successful uh, followers of you. God, I pray that you would give each one here just the, the mindset and mentality that they are, as a follower of you, to be a theologian, that they are to learn all of the truths of your word uh, and all of the correct traditions that our faith has held uh, since Jesus walked this earth. Lord, I thank you so much um, that you help us, that you love us, that you give us all of these things um, to add knowledge to our faith. And uh, Lord, it's in you, in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. I want you to divide up in your small groups. Does everyone know who your small group leader is? Some are missing. Some just left. So we may need to make some adjustments. Greg, do you notice every year? Oh, let me turn this up. 